Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Haunting. I'm your host, Elise Boger. And I'm your other amazing host, Grace Jensen. It is our third episode today, which is pretty exciting. But recording episodes are always pretty exciting anyway. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, it very gives, us, gives us a little something to do, you know. It's, it's very eventful, but I like having something to do outside of everything else. Oh, for sure. Um, so today we plan to chat to you guys about the Calcasieu Courthouse, which is located in the very beautiful city of Lake Charles, Louisiana. The courthouse's exterior looks seemingly normal. So if you were just passing by and didn't really know the story behind this place, which, like me, I didn't do the research. So you guys are learning with me. You would just think that it was a normal courthouse, which is kind of weird to think about. Oh, definitely creepy to think about. So our story today starts with Annie Beatrice McQuinston, who is more infamously known as Tony Jo Henry, who was a woman of this area who had a pretty rough life that left her more bitter and vengeful rather than normal and calm-like. And I'm sure you're wondering what exactly made this lovely lady so bitter. Let me tell you, she actually lost her mother at a young age and fell into the life of drugs and crime and sex work to try and make to have some sort of income so she would have some money yeah and this is mainly because of her mother dying so she had to figure out some way to make money so you can't really blame her i just wish she would she was able to find uh something besides you know sex work or crime a stable job yeah it's honestly really sad because her mother dying just set her up for failure It, it really is sad yeah, so um, she ended up falling out of this work when she met this man who went by the name of Cowboy, and she married him, and it was because she married him, he was working and stuff, so she didn't have to um, do the sex work and crime anymore, so she thought that things were going to get a lot better for her, which unfortunately did not. The, this Cowboy guy wasn't the perfect man she thought he was. Before they married... Cowboy had killed a cop and was on and was on the run from a 50-year sentence. Yeah, um, especially in a state like Louisiana in the South, killing like yeah. a cop, that's gonna that's gonna get you a little bumped Big up. Repercussions. Yeah, because it, even today, if you kill a cop, your your sentence is gonna be a little more brutal if you kill a normal person, which is kind of sad, um, because I think it should all be the same. But especially back around, you know, this time, 1942. Killing a cop was, like, the worst thing you possibly could have done. Right. So, Tony Joe teamed up with a homeless man who went by the name of Arky to break her husband out of prison in Texas because he had been caught. Um, she didn't know it, uh, but, of course, she still thought he was wonderful. Um, so, she was going to do whatever she could to get her husband out of prison. So her and Arky ended up brutally torturing and killing a car salesman. And then they went to a bar later that night to celebrate. However, unfortunately for Tony Joe and Arky, mm-hmm. they got a little bit too drunk and started bragging and boasting about their uh, so-called accomplishments, which was, you know, brutally torturing and killing a car salesman. Yes, because they needed his car to break the husband out of jail. And so the others in the bar 
called and reported to the police. Yeah, because they overheard them talking about this because bragging about you know torturing and killing somebody. It's like why would you flee to a bar, you know, after killing a person? That seems like the worst possible place you could go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because you just killed a person and then you're going to go get drunk. And when you're drunk, you know, your sober thoughts tend to come out a little bit more than usual. You Mm -hmm. know? So, of course, you know, because you're proud of killing this man because you are one step closer to getting your husband out of jail. And you know that you're proud of this and you're going to go get drunk. Yeah. I just... Sometimes, sometimes, you know, these murderers, they, they don't think. Yeah. They don't think. So she, after they reported them to the police, of course, the police came and picked up her and Arky and arrested them. So, uh, and then they put her on trial and she went through three different trials at this courthouse, the Calcasieu courthouse. And she was, ended up uh, getting sentenced to the death penalty. And she ended up being the only woman to die in the electric chair in Louisiana. And this happened on November 28th of 1942. It is now said that her screams and footsteps and an indistinguishable voice. I think I said that wrong. No, you said it right. Okay. Uh, Can be heard throughout the building. Yeah. So she was a pretty uh, pampered woman. I mean, she was, she was known for being pretty, you know, um, because she had to, you know, lead her life making money by being pretty. Mm-hmm. So um, you hear, so things like she wore lots of perfume and her hair was always pretty. And because of this, that is why um, you can now, like, if you go visit the courthouse, because you can actually uh, still go visit it to this day, um, you can smell her perfume in the air and you can also smell the burning hair. So the building is still open, like I said, if you want to go there and check it out, which I don't necessarily recommend because you will hear her screams and her footsteps and stuff. Like, there's no doubt that this place is actually haunted. Like, I full hardly believe it because, I mean, she, the electric chair is a pretty brutal death, which, I mean, it's kind of hard to talk about that because she did brutally torture and kill someone. But um, they did, I mean, the electric chair is brutal for sure. Yeah. Um, sorry, I zoned out. Uh, she was a woman that um, always looked her best, which is why something like perfume can be smelled through the air. And on her execution day, the only time she was seen complaining that was her, that her hair had been chopped off, which is not what I would have been complaining about. But, you know, Elise mentioned earlier, would not recommend going to see this place uh, because of the haunting. We don't ever recommend going to any of these places mm-hmm. if you want to keep your sanity and stay out of a straitjacket. Yep. But me, I prefer to stay and learn about these things from a distance. But if, if ghost hunting is your thing, be, be our guest. Just don't hold us liable. Oh, for sure. And if you do ever go ghost hunting and you make it out, you know, saying you can definitely email us uh, and tell us about it. But um, tell us about your near death experiences <laughs> so we can brutally expose you. Yeah, but she was I'm kidding for legal reasons. That's a joke. So, like I said, she um, obviously she was insane. Um, considering, I mean, you're about to die and you care about how you look, you know, 
but that would that wouldn't be my top concern but i mean she was trying to care about how she looked because obviously you have to look good when you're um doing sex work yeah but not on the electric chair (laughs) yeah you're not doing sex work on the electric chair Um, i would hope you're not having sex on the electric chair (laughs) yeah but they uh cut her hair off because you know she was uh gonna be electrocuted so but she was complaining that all her hair had been chopped off like it even mattered considering she was gonna die um, so that is the story of the Calcasieu Courthouse. Um, please let, please let us know about that. Uh, so next we're going to be talking about our supernatural episode of the day, which is season one, episode two, Wendigo. So like with Pilot, I talked about in episode three, I rewatch this episode all the time. It is another one of my favorites. And um, once again, aesthetics, beautiful, a great episode to watch. And yeah. you get to see an actual monster this time instead of a ghost. Yeah, I mean, it, it's insane. I mean, it's so, you, it really hooks you because you don't see the monster for until the end of the episode. And you still, you really don't get a clear view of it. And it just lets you know, I mean, it's scary to think about things that are out there, you know. Yeah. It, it you really gets you thinking. You can't be a skeptic. Mm-hmm. You can't be a skeptic um because you might end up like roy yeah uh you really can't and, and you really see just how much sam cares in this one um yeah. sam is not my favorite character i, I mean, love she, baby sam he baby sam him. is i love baby sam but you know sam as a character he's not my favorite um mm-hmm. but i won't hate on him um sometimes uh sometimes especially during the end um, and after Dean is sent to um, purgatory, it can seem like Sam does not care. But all, he, sorry, but all he wanted to know, all he he just really wanted to find Azazel. Um, yes, because uh, Dean death. was just trying to keep his family together. Of course, I mean I do like John. I like John over Mary. Um, I but, do too. And but another thing, I feel like john shouldn't have been sending them on random cases Mm -hmm. you know for you know making them think that he was there i mean that's kind of sad but yeah but uh yeah you get to see how much sam cares about his uh big brother in this episode it it shows a side to sam that the pilot didn't show because pilot shows you know it shows happy sam but you never really see yeah, you feel caring. You, you feel more that. of the hatred for his father in yes. the pilot for sure. But another thing I meant to mention about the pilot is it does show a little bit of John before Mary's death. Um, and you can see how much more loving and caring he was for his children and just how much Mary's death changed him. Yes. So uh yeah, guys, please go watch this episode. It's a wonderful episode. Um, all the season one is wonderful, actually. It's one of the best seasons. Um my number one favorite season yeah it's one of the better seasons for sure um so please go watch that episode and let us know um many ways you can let us know on our website which go ahead and check that out so um we're going to go ahead and discuss today's question of the day which is a little controversial um but i thought it went hand in hand with our topic today considering that uh tony joe was uh the only woman to in louisiana to be uh, given the death penalty we're so going to be discussing be... if you think the death penalty is moral or not um because 
and I'm going to try not to make this political, but I do think it's an, an important topic that definitely needs to be talked out, talked about more. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll go ahead and give my uh, opinion on the death penalty. So just like with Tony Joe here, uh, she, you know, she tried to break her uh, husband out of prison. So, you know, they kidnapped a car salesman, they tortured him and they killed him. And they were happy about it. You know, they were proud. Right. Mm-hmm. So someone like Tony Joe, do you think she deserved to not have to suffer for her consequences? Consequences of her actions, you know, for what she did. Do you think she deserved to, you know, just die for that? Or do you think she deserved to be in prison for her entire life? Never seeing the, you know, outside what do you think? Okay, as a not at all political person, but just from like a standpoint from the way I grew up, not that I torture and kill anybody, but just punishments in general, I feel like she should have at least suffered some sort of punishment to see how wrong what she did was. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of just getting the easy way out and just dying and not having yeah. to to learn that it was wrong. I mean, she took someone from their families. I mean, because he was probably important to a lot of people. And all she had to do was get her hair cut off and die. And yeah, I don't want to be electrocuted like that. But, um, and I'm sure that was an awful way to go out. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it was, it didn't last that long. She didn't have to suffer for it. And um, I don't think killing anyone no matter what they do is moral at all it's not it's not you know so it's never okay yeah so if you defense maybe but murder like cold-blooded murder no that's never okay right so um i don't think it's moral in any way and especially if you kill someone and torture them like that i think you should have to sit in a jail cell rotting Mm -hmm. which i know sounds awful to say but I feel like you should have to, you know, be in a cell for your entire life, you know, never seeing the outside, never getting a sliver of normal life again, because she, really exactly. she she did get the easy way out. Yeah, I, I don't think she should have gotten the easy way out with what she did. She should have had to suffer some sort of punishment. And this is a very touchy subject, so uh, probably going to get flamed on it, but you know what? Just let us know what you guys think. Yeah. Um. If you, you do think that, if you do support the death penalty, please let us know why. It's not gonna. We're not gonna start an argument with you or anything. But we're I do not like to blame hear. Any of you. Yeah, I do like to hear other opinions on things. Um, because I could make this political, but I'm not. Uh, because you know, death penalty does go hand in hand with some things. Um, I'm trying my best to keep politics out of our um podcast because I'm sure everyone hears enough of that with the day and age we live in. Yeah, and I'm just not a political person, so don't come asking me to talk politics because I'm just going to be like, well, what do you think? And not give you my opinion. Yeah. But um, I'll listen to yours. Right. So um, please go ahead and check out the website. Um, it is up on there. It'll have the latest episode and everything on there. Um, go ahead and fill out the Google form if you'd like to be a guest on our podcast. We're friendly, I promise. Um, and you can send us our ghost stories. So do we have any tales for today? Um. I think we answered all the ones we were going to answer in the last one. Um, I mean, 
we have some other ones, but you could answer. Uh, you got a partner currently? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I do not either. Really do relationships. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, Been single for years and I like it that way. Yeah, sometimes, it's, sometimes it's just easier. We did get a new one. Uh, really? 14 minutes ago. Okay, what is it? Ever been dependent on something or someone? On what? Yes, drugs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, not actually. Um, but I mean, I think this goes for both of us. We both have some um, medical problems. So we do rely on medicine. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm epileptic. Yes, and I have a uh, major depressive disorder. Um, so we do actually depend on prescription drugs. <laughs> yes. Um, um, I'm pretty I'm pretty open about my problems. I mean, I try not to talk about them too much, which I guess could have went with our last uh, last episode's question. Um, yeah. But I mean, they they do help for sure. Um, as for someone, um, well, we're still minors, so definitely our mothers. Yes. Well, we're, we're kids. Yeah. And, you know, uh, definitely some like celebrities, like I know they don't really know us, but they, you know, your love for a celebrity or, or what they stand for, what they do can really help you out of situations. Or even fictional characters. Um, oh, yeah. I read somewhere that it said uh, the, the way you love a fictional character is how falling in love feels for you or something. Oh, for sure, because they are fictional. I mean, it's how you 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 make them like that in your mind. Um, mm-hmm. And that uh, this whole the whole stuff today is actually making me want to talk about a um a uh article i read um just wasn't planned but it kind of just made me think about all this because i think a lot of people when you when you hear stuff like this because this is probably one of the more um in-depth you know violent um cases you know have places and stuff like we've reviewed so far that we've covered um so uh, I feel like a lot of people mm-hmm. sit around and think about this and they're like, why does this happen? Like, there's got to be a higher power, something happening. Like, there's a reason for this happening. You know, and I know a lot of people, which I'm not, again, I don't really want to touch on religion too much in here. But um, I think a lot of people wonder if it's like the second coming. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is this article I read because... Um, when you get a little personal here, I did go, um, I did have a, a car accident a few months ago and it was pretty bad. And I, and it was, it was very, had a lot of very strange, uh, a lot of strange things around it. And I was trying to, you know, uh, point it to something. And it was hard to, you know, I was trying to find a reason for all this happening. Um, and one of my friends had shared an article with me. Um, I will link it on the website on the, um, on the, under the master list for episode three. Um, so this article is called Nothing Happens for a Reason. So I'm going to go over this with you guys um, real quick. 
Um, so this was written by Jack. Uh, sorry if I pronounced his last name wrong. Uzkotagi. Uh, um, so this was on his blog. And have you ever read this, Grace? Um, I think you sent it to me, but it's been a while since I've, I've looked at it. So I read this article and I felt um, very close to this guy. I felt very, I could relate to him, you know. So I'm going to read this for you guys. And uh, you guys can also um, give us your opinions on this, how you feel about it. Um, so he says that he's a pr- very skeptical person. He doesn't believe in science, destiny, or higher power, which I do believe in all those things. But he thinks that we have free will or there's a grand design already set in front of us and that he we can't have it both ways, right? Mm-hmm. So he chooses to believe in free will and that everything happens is his responsibility, his fault, or his victory. And that when something terrible happens, uh, you know, humans try to look for a responsible party. I feel like everyone does that, right? You know, someone to blame on for being sick, for not finding a job, or having yes. love thrown in our face. Yes. And, you know, people look at you and they'll say everything happens for a reason or, you know, God works in mysterious ways. Mm-hmm. And that's what people talk about for advice um but nothing happens for a reason you know some things just happen sometimes the best person you know falls ill or sometimes the worst person you know will be rewarded with the office of the president of the united states of america and um that happened especially these last two presidents different people have felt um that it was the worst possible thing ever both sides right Mm -hmm. so for uh, Jack here, uh, this is how I relate to him. In 1997, he actually did have a um, car accident that was pretty bad. Um, and he was trying to find a reason for that happening. So he would ask himself, you know, why did that happen? If everything happens for a reason, what was the point of saving his entire life? And then just having to use all that money uh, to pay for his hospital bills. So his advice on this was, you know talking about wasted opportunities right so because life is so random and because life is chaotic and full of coincidences when things happen to us we must be extra careful when we extract a lesson from them um so he and especially you know we found it easier to get over bad life-changing events when there's nobody around to blame you know yes so it means that we no longer sit around you know crying waiting for that good thing you know that they have in store Um, so, but here's the thing. Sometimes bad stuff happens and there's nothing you can do about it except to learn. Um, you need to use it as an opportunity, you know, use it as a launching pad. Uh, you just have to, whatever happens to you, you have to use that opportunity. Uh, don't waste it. You have to use it to better yourself. Um, so just like with this case, uh, we found out about these things, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously none of us would ever do this and just, and if you were thinking about doing it, um, first of all, I'll pray for you. But uh, you learn, you know, obviously there was not a good ending in any of these parties, you know, because uh, the cop was killed. Uh, her husband was in prison. You know, he ended up in prison. You know, she ended up being killed. So did Arky, um, you know, and then now the whole courthouse is haunted. There was no ending, good endings anywhere. Um, so, but the, you know, these, cause, because these were just wasted opportunities and 
don't sit around when you hear us listening to stuff and be like, what just happened? You know, this is awful. Um, Because yes, it is awful, but these were all just wasted opportunities here because, you know, obviously if you married this man and you found out that he murdered a cop and he was being, you know, wanted to be uh, sentenced to a 50 year sentence, right? Don't, you know, don't go and try to, don't, but your th- first thought shouldn't be, oh, I'm going to go break my husband out of prison. You know, it should be, okay, he's not the one for me. I have to be my own person. I need to go, you know, get better, right? I'm I'm finally free from this crime, this drugs, you know, sex work. I need to go get me a real job and start a family, provide. You know, that should teach her a lesson, right? But instead, she went and killed someone to try to break her husband out of prison. And that was her own fault, you know? Yeah. Um, the the past can hurt um but you can either run from it or you can learn and i think that's very important um especially with this because the past even though this doesn't exactly uh relate to any of us it does hurt um and you can act like it never happened or you can take this experience and you can learn from it mm-hmm. and i'm sorry for getting so personal on you guys but um I think that's especially important for a lot of us um, in this day and age to know. And if you've never read that article, you need to go read it because it'll change your entire point of view on things. I promise. Is there anything else you want to talk about, Grace? I don't believe so. I know, guys, she's been pretty silent this whole entire episode. She's sitting here just letting me rant on about uh, death penalty and uh, things happening, wasted opportunities. Well, you learn. You do learn. And and I keep zoning out. (laughs) I know I can hear you tapping on your keyboard. (laughs) I was working on uh, the, uh, you know, if we make it this far down, I was working on season seven's outline you know guys exactly wasted opportunities you gotta you gotta go for it so uh we're hoping we'll make it past one season um (laughs) but you know this being professional podcasters and actually making it big would be a dream come true but we're really just here to have some fun and to share our love and knowledge of learning about these types of things with you guys. For sure. I'm, I'm especially excited to start on the true crime segment um, because there were, which is, which is next season. Yeah. I'm really excited. Uh, also guys, we do have an uploaded schedule. Now we do plan to upload every Monday. Yes. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Um, but I'm especially excited for that true crime segment because if we can help shed light on anything, that would be awesome and even if they never know eventually they will um if we do have a theory about it and we are pretty confident about it i'm hoping that it can help people and you know season two may end up getting a little too personal or too controversial so don't don't flame us for that true crime is a very touchy subject right so you have to be careful with what you say and sometimes you get carried away Mm -hmm. so uh i probably got carried away a little bit earlier you'll just have to uh uh, to bear with us on that season right we'll, so um, we'll hopefully not say anything too controversial yeah i sure hope not 
Um, and if it does ever get a little too too much for you guys, please do not hesitate to tell us. And um, we, yeah, we like will always tone it back if you guys are feeling yeah. uncomfortable but still enjoy listening to the podcast. We will always figure out a way to tone it down. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, we so, want you guys to feel comfortable here. We want to be like a. Uh, we want to have like a family here. We want to. Oh we yeah. Want our fans to feel like family. Oh yeah. We want, we want you guys to feel safe here. Yeah, not not friends. You know, it, I mean, not fans. Uh, friends, right? Yeah, friends, so, not fans. Right. Um. So I do really hope you guys enjoy this episode. Like always, please go and look at the website. Uh, read up on all these things, and if you want to be a guest, go ahead and submit your application. And also leave us some telonyms. We would really enjoy that. Um, so, and, yeah. Uh, most importantly, remember, don't get dead. Yes, don't get dead. All right. That's thank you so much. For, uh, thank you so much for watching. I'm your host, Elise Bogart. And I'm Grace Jensen. Thank you so and much for watching. See you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.